You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests and friends, share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way, build thriving relationships, and step more fully into our authentic selves. I believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out, we clear up a huge amount of mental space. And of course, no one can do the work for us, but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives and achieve what we dream of and so much more when we step into this radical truth telling. So let's get started. Hey friends, there's a ton of sexy topics or typically off-limits topics that we'll be discussing on the Living Brave podcast, like sex, religion, politics, race, social change, mental health, our insecurities and relationships. But before we can really have a valuable conversation about these topics, I feel it's important to get to the key underlying issues. Today, I want to talk about loneliness, something that all of us have experienced. In a world where we're more digitally connected than ever, right? we have these social media accounts and every time we meet someone, whether that's sitting next to them on a plane, if you're like me, you add them on Instagram, which look more like vision boards than our real lives. So we have more digital connections than ever. Yet two in five Americans report that they sometimes or always feel their social relationships are not meaningful. And one in five say they feel lonely or socially isolated. More of us are living alone than ever, one in 10 Americans. And not only does this make us feel bad, it leads to chronic illness. On a cellular level, feeling lonely creates inflammation in the body. And they now say that loneliness and social isolation can be as damaging to health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And this is particularly a fear among millennials. There's a 2016 Viceland UK census study that shows loneliness is the number one fear of young people today. It ranks ahead of losing a home or a job. And 42% of millennial women are afraid of loneliness, more so than a cancer diagnosis, the highest share of any generation. What we're really needing desperately right now is a sense of belonging This is really hard to tackle when we haven't asked ourselves what true belonging means, what's superficial and what's deep belonging. One thing's certain, and that's that we can never control what happens to us in life. If you're at the point that you can completely control your emotions and sit in a place of non-reactivity, then hell yeah, good, great for you. But for most of us, that's also a lifelong process. So accepting that we have no control over what happens to us in life is super freeing, 
but then what can we do from there? Living Brave is about flipping the script and changing our relationship to our experiences. That includes our emotions and how we react to them at the core. How can we step into our most authentic selves and truly love ourselves if we don't take the time to get to know the full spectrum of who we are? That includes the emotions that come up for us, even the less fun and sexy ones like loneliness. The ones you don't want to post about on social media or open up about when you're catching up with a friend or talking to someone on a first date. The emotions that are only invited to the party when you feel triggered, have an off day, or finally hit your breaking point. Don't you think if you were put off for that long and pushed aside, you'd get kind of bitter and nagging? I love the idea, uh, this kid's movie, Inside Out, where all of the emotions in the brain are different characters. This kid is like moving away to a new town and there's all this dialogue between like anger and sadness and they all work together carrying out tasks in the brain like storing memory. I think it's the cutest thing ever. Uh, I've heard many people talk about this concept of naming your emotions. Not only name them, but also give them personalities and draw them out. I remember one night I convinced Miles to do this and I was like, it's kind of like an alter ego. Let's draw out our emotions and give it a name. And we're both like not very artistic on that drawing side. So they were like stick figures named like Milos and I don't know what mine's name was. Maybe Ivy. It's great. So I think if loneliness was a character and I had better artistic abilities that she'd be absolutely gorgeous, soft-spoken, and just desperate to connect. I'm going to dare to say that connecting with loneliness can be a beautiful experience. And at least that loneliness, he or she, has the potential to be a wonderful teacher for us. It's one of our characters that we hide from others and we do the best to hide from ourselves and I think that's a true disservice to ourselves. While most of my life I've looked on the outside like a super outgoing, joyful, and carefree person, I've had my intense loneliness spells. And I think it can be even tougher for a person who's labeled themselves as an extrovert to experience loneliness because it doesn't fit into the narrative that the ego is attaching, attaching itself to of who you are, and it doesn't fit with what you've projected into the world about who you are as well. And that comes from the inside and outside pressure to be a certain way. Typically, when we feel lonely, the mind wants to get rid of it as quickly as possible. We view it as a sign to do more in the external world. I believe this is completely the opposite of what loneliness is asking of us. I like to think of our sense of connection and belonging like a building structure. It's often standing on key pillars of our lives like our rom romantic partners, friends, family, other relationships, our creative projects, our career, like our work friends and roommates whatever it is for you. And when one of these pillars falls, like when we go through a breakup or we live alone for the first time or move to a new city and we don't have any friends yet, we see how fragile that building structure is. We feel this emptiness, like something's missing and it freaking hurts because a pillar of the foundation fell and we go about running around trying to build it back up or find a quick replacement that's even wonkier 
because we can't bear to see it broken. We can't bear to feel that emptiness. The way I see it, a sense of connection that's laid on a solid, unbreakable foundation, a deep relationship with yourself, a growing compassionate and patient relationship with yourself is the most sustainable way to keep the structure up. And in this view, when one of the pillars falls, a better way to manage it would be focusing on that foundation, the relationship with yourself. And of course, seeking out connection and community in all those other ways, like supported friendships and even volunteer work, yes, so great, underrated, is important. But we overlook the most powerful tool, the one that's easy and we don't have to coordinate schedules with anyone else. It's ourselves. From a biological standpoint, I think feeling loneliness is one of the greatest gifts that we have. It shows up and reminds us to come back to alignment, starting with the self. That means sitting with ourselves and exploring the concept of dating ourselves. And inside of that, spicing up the relationship to make it the most thriving relationship in your lives because that's modeled out in everything we do. It's about doing new things and asking questions and waiting and listening, processing your trauma, celebrating your wins, pushing yourself to do the things you've put off forever because you care and you have the gifts to share, just like a best friend would do. It's about understanding your values and sticking up for them when you're tested getting to know the dynamic you because we're changing all the time when that inner relationship is strong when one or a few are all because everything sometimes comes in waves of the pillars fall that structure doesn't tumble I love this Brene Brown quote from braving the wilderness which is all about true belonging True belonging is not passive. It's not the belonging that comes with just joining a group. It's not fitting in or pretending or selling out because it's safer. It's a practice that requires us to be vulnerable, get uncomfortable, and learn how to be present with people without sacrificing who we are. We want true belonging but it takes tremendous courage to knowingly walk into hard moments. Mm. I've been thinking about this topic for years now. As I told you, I've experienced intense loneliness periods in my life. Here's an excerpt from a story on loneliness that I wrote for Elephant Journal in 2016. It was titled, Loneliness Doesn't Ask for Much. What's the sense in being lonely? I asked myself. After 10 months of traveling India, Indonesia, and Central America, as a freelance writer and yoga teacher, I was still unwilling to learn the language of loneliness. I knew the importance of allowing my gratitude and presence to flow in into each and every moment, yet this new sense of heaviness didn't seem to fit into my happy life equation. My resistance showed up in my body. I acquired a bacterial infection, I felt fatigued, and my immune capabilities dropped. I acted surprised as I saw this loneliness, my foe, boldly making itself known from the darkness, dimming my light. But I knew I'd be fooling myself to say I didn't anticipate its arrival. Guys, we always know, side note, we 
tell ourselves we don't know, but listen, strengthen that intuition. It's like a muscle. I remembered the first signs of the sense of loss, the often painful side of the wanderer's path. Emptiness tapped on my shoulder for the first time around the six-month mark of traveling. As my family left Costa Rica, a flicker of hesitation passed as I set out to discover my path in yet another foreign country. When we feel like we're floating, the desire to root down to the earth and build outward from the home within our hearts can overwhelm us. We can often call this homesickness, loneliness, or simply feeling sad. The insistent pang, longing to be understood, whatever we call it individually, comes and goes like the coming tides, bringing up forgotten shells filled with memories of rejection, fear, and disenchantment. Travel seemed to lose its sense of innocence as my emotional baggage resurfaced and built. I felt more depleted from conversation, unable to connect in the same enthusiastic manner I had months before. In the beginning of the journey, I felt energized by travel, finding it easy to spark up a conversation with a merchant on the bustling streets of Mumbai. Almost a year later, I retracted deep inside myself, seeking alone time and avoiding new relationships, new inputs. So what happened? If we believe on one end of the spectrum that everything happens for a reason, that the universe has a plan for us to discover and live out, Loneliness must have its purpose. On the, under, on the other hand, if we believe in a strict, believe in only what we can touch concept of the world, perhaps we'd explain loneliness by some biological means. Uh, neither explanation felt particularly reassuring. It seems like loneliness is just part of the universal earthly experience. We all feel it and can somehow label what it is, although we don't and probably will never truly know what it means for each person individually. We can see loneliness in a stranger's eye. We can feel compassion for it. And yet we can't exactly pinpoint its nature and where it comes from. So after months of attempting to drown out the sound of this underlying buzz, the loneliness started to creep into my voice. It was eager to make itself known to every new friend. So I tried to equally silence it. Ironically, it was desperation that finally led me to relief. I decided to turn the lights on and investigate the depths of my loneliness, consciously choosing open-minded curiosity over apprehension. For too long, I'd sat with this foreign feeling without trying to get to know it. I didn't ask where it came from. I certainly didn't try to befriend it. And in the rudest way of interacting with a new guest, I ignored it as best I could. But loneliness is kind, gentle, and persistent. She has many strong, beautiful qualities, but her communication is often lacking. Instead of reaching out, she waits for us. Waits for us to glance inward and spark up a conversation at her hangout spot in the center of our hearts. Loneliness doesn't ask for much besides our company. We only need to sit and listen. As I communicated with the heartache, which called from within me and heard no response for all those months, I, un- I understood it was undeserving of all its bad reputation. Maybe loneliness scares us because it forces us to feel deeply, to integrate, take off our masks, and gaze inward at our truth 
to simply breathe. We all need time to process, to pause and be with ourselves, resisting the urge to fill the space. With this new understanding, my intuition led me to a ticket home to my family. I was living in a beautiful eco-lodge experimental community overlooking a majestic lake in Guatemala, Lake Atitlan, Lake Atitlan, but I still desired to return. That was my truth. I set out to reflect, reunite, and melt into just my being until it felt right to dive back into that open water of experience. While I know we are home at all times, wherever the map indicates we stand, I deeply appreciate the sense of home that comes from familiar connections. I honor that home in the silence of my being, generating the power to process powerful revelations, relationships, and teachings. To feel lonely, we must first be blessed with a sense of belonging, derived from love, connection, and community. In this way, I receive loneliness as a gift intended to remind me to honor my relationships, be free with my energy, and recognize the yearning for love within each and every soul. I see loneliness as a misdirected yearning for connection. There is pride in our loneliness. Let's embrace, feel, and seep profoundly into this emotion as a testament to our innate desire to connect. As strangers, when we feel lonely, it could be that we are more together than ever. When we truly befriend loneliness, we break down the false walls that separate us, tune back in, and converge with the universality of our source. Amid this intangible emotion, loneliness grounds us. End of the excerpt there. To be sure, I have forgotten my own words when it comes to loneliness. I've been in despair as a result of arguments with friends, afraid to lose them, felt ab extreme emptiness after breakups, friendship, and romantic, feeling a loss of identity without a clear job title, and having a near panic attack uh, when my cat got outside slash that happens more than once. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> but in these moments of clarity, when loneliness shows up and I see it for what it is, I decide to shift that knee-jerk reaction to seek outside of myself and realign. Just like all of our relationships need to be watered differently to thrive and be custom to our different love languages, all of our relationships with ourselves will look different. For you, dating yourself again might mean working on that creative project instead of tuning out with Netflix. Or maybe it's actually going to see a movie instead of working your ass off until it's dark outside. See, there's no clear fix, but it's not too hard to learn what you need if you just finally sit down for a minute and ask, feel into it. The body, the heart, the soul are all such great communicators, but they just can't compete with the mind. So we need to turn off the mind first. Some things that work for me are finding magic in the ordinary and setting healthy boundaries with myself. Being my own best friend. So what that means is genuinely asking and offering advice as if I was my own best friend and holding myself accountable to 
taking it into consideration and acting. I nurture my creativity, viewing myself from a space of admiration and surprise myself. I find when I do this, I feel a new sense of joy doing my everyday rituals because I finally realize how lucky I am to do them with myself. You know, waking up every day is not a given. The fact that you get to wake up with this person in this body, we take it for granted. Something I like to do is walk around Whole Foods eating the salad bar before I buy it, laughing at how hilarious and sly I am. Looking at yourself in the mirror for an extended period of time is a powerful practice. You can say out loud or thinking about a few things that make you so wonderful to be around. I've been in like porter potty stalls at festivals or shows, just looking at myself in the mirror, talking to myself, and even making like crazy faces and just cracking myself up. So worry. Do something that people would <laughs> would worry about you doing. Schedule time out of your busy schedule to just be with yourself, reconnect, catch up, set intentions, just like you would schedule with someone else. And don't be afraid to take up space. I like to look at my life as a grand party. I was in a lift with Miles the other day and I was telling the lift driver about all the things that are going on. I'm like, yeah, starting this summer, like the party starts and then it ends I was like, it it ends never. Like, it's a big party that ends never. Everyone's invited. There's a journal entry from my uncle Dwight who passed away to cancer about a decade ago. It reads, Float, long and lazy. Take all that you can and give it back again. Let the unbounded sky be your only walls. Loneliness isn't something to push away. It's something to befriend. To spend a night having quality time with, getting clear about your values, your intentions, and the impact you want your life to have on those around you. It's an emotion to cozy up with, with a cup of tea in hand, a book in the other. If you're like me, my Kindle, so that I don't have to get up and turn off the lights. That's really the main reason. (laughs) Spend a day drinking plenty of water, eating clean foods, and strolling around the park with a friend. It's really not so bad after all to be with loneliness. Here's to one less stranger. Loneliness doesn't ask for much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please share it, subscribe, follow, whatever on your platforms. And if you feel called, leave it a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to. If you feel that it could help someone you know or it'd be a benefit to anyone, share it along. If you want to learn about more of what I do, my work, my offerings, like new group retreats around the world, you can head to my website, shoshanaraven.com. Connect with me on Instagram, shoshana underscore raven. Let me know you're listening to the podcast, and I love feedback. I'd love to join a conversation. Living Brave is about 
inspiring us to take control of our lives again and rewrite our narratives together. We can't do this work alone. If you know a story that should be shared, including your own, or feel that a topic needs to be explored and discussed, I would love to hear about it. Send me a message. Reach out. I love you all so much. See you next time.